up, what up, what up? What's happening, y'all? This is the Fire This Time Podcast. Episode 60. Yeah, Big Six So. And uh, we are back at y'all again with some more flame. Always ready to get y'all the heat. And always ready to get you the flame. Yep, today is September 5th, 2022. And yeah, going to welcome the people out here. We're going to get right into it. Well, you know what I'm saying? Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we are uh, back in a full effect again here to give you that fire you know what i'm saying with that fire and it should be on time um you know what i'm saying we've been away but we back you know what i'm saying then got a little rainy weather up here for the last couple of days but you know what i'm saying it's been seeming to be pretty breezy outside so we're pretty all right right now as normal make sure you like share subscribe and uh we're finna get on into it yeah let's get it so uh first thing we're gonna talk about been a lot of talk about a popular rapper, Aki. You may have heard of him, uh, Jay Z. Oh, 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 Hova, huh? That's what he called. That's what he styles himself as, mm-hmm. Hova. You know? Right. So uh, he had a verse uh, that he just laid on DJ Khaled's new album, uh, God Did. You know, about he spit for about three or four minutes straight. First up on that track was Rick Ross. Then it was Lil Wayne. Two southern rappers, I guess yeah. it should be said, right? Yeah. One yeah. Miami, yeah. other uh, New Orleans. Yeah. And then Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying, representing Best Eye, uh, hopped on the track, track uh, verse three. He had the longest of the three verses mm-hmm. by far, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Aki, I mean, what, what was your first reaction to the verse? I mean, we just listened to it together, you know what I'm saying? What was I mean, your first um, reaction? I say that, you know what I'm saying, it was a, a lethal verse. As far as uh, saying it's the verse of the year, I won't say that. I've heard, I've heard better freestyles. Oh yeah, by Jay Z. But I, I put it up there in maybe the top five freestyles of him. Um, it was typical. He didn't say anything monumental to me. He had a couple of metaphors, a lot of reference to, you know, the uh, billionaire and making money and. Um, things that have such nature But uh, he had other aspects in it That was you know what I'm saying On point you know Now don't get me wrong Some of those aspects he said Were definitely um, True and real <laughs> You know um, Far as with the things he has accomplished Through hip hop But um, the, most, the most quoted lines from it you know, I think from my perspective was the ones at, at the very beginning of the verse was talking about how many billionaires came from Hove House. You know what I'm saying? Then he named, you know, uh, the billionaires, uh, including himself, maybe Beyonce, Kanye, I believe Rihanna, mm. you know, just, uh, but, you know, and, you know, so, I mean, that set the tone, I guess, content-wise. Yeah. Theme wise, yeah, for way I mean, and, and of course, not just for that verse, but for I mean, Jay Z's last how many pro, uh, projects, yeah, been kind of you know. I mean, I, to me, it sounds right along the tone right. of Jay Z. He's always sort of his MCing has always been geared around um, money making, um, hustling. You know what I'm saying, and um, I guess you know. When you go from, you know, hustling on the street to, you know, hustling records and, and then hustling other aspects, um, your 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 MCing evolves with it. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying, um 
Yeah, definitely I, has those. Look, I, I agree, Aki. I think he had bars on there. Wordplay was on there, of course. Yeah. Undoubtedly, right? But as far as content-wise and creativity-wise, you know, I think that verse pales in comparison to, you know, other joints I've heard. Yeah, even, that's even, what I'm saying. It e- just, even this year, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, not even talking about, Jay, like, comparing it to Jay-Z stuff. Cause I, yeah, but compared to Jay-Z's other verses, I'm sure that might be a top 10, top 20. You know, I think we're way too close to it. and It's way too recent for a lot of people saying this is one of his best, if not his best verse. Yeah, I've or, heard you better. Know, even I've saying better this, in his top five, I mean. Uh, but, I mean, even this year, I mean, if you really talking about dope verses and lyrical ability, you got to look at Black Thought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black Thought just dropped an album with Danger Mouse. Yeah. Uh, called Clue, uh, something about clues. I, I forget the, the exact name I think of it. it. Said hidden clues. Uh, let me check real quick. I know one thing though. I mean, I can't front. That Black Thought was lethal. <laughs> cheat but, codes, yeah, yeah, man. cheat codes. But Black Thought been giving us some stuff from. Um, he been giving us some stuff for a while. I've always yeah. been a Black Thought fan because I've always been a Roots fan, so yeah. I always knew he could flow. But I will admit, in the last like ten years, you know, you can just see how. Having that nice flow for all them years gets, you know, good and seasoned. He's a seasoned MC. That's a seasoned MC right there. Um, so Rapping like he, like, even though he's so seasoned, you know what I'm saying, he got something to prove, not just for the competition's sake, but also to engage in that, you know, aspect of hip-hop, or per- that performative aspect of hip-hop. Yeah. Like, I'm, and I'm really thinking about that 10-minute freestyle or, like, mm-hmm. I guess, written that he just spit off the top. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, for the one, uh, I, I think it was a, uh, on uh, on Flex. Yeah, yeah, and that that he did joint, a couple that year. Yeah, he did a couple that year. But I mean, this album, you know, long story short, is full of verses. I put up there. Yeah, and we can go back. Uh, I think last year, Matt Comey. I haven't I haven't heard any Matt Comey's uh, stuff from this year, but uh, I know last year his Pray for Haiti album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the creativity, the lyrical ability, the beats on there. I think it's it's killing anything Jay Z doing. Definitely, definitely one of the. He's definitely one of Philly's finest. You know what I'm mm. saying? Um, if not Philly's finest, you talking about Black Thought? Black Thought. Yeah, for sure. You for know? sure. Um, so um, you know um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that you know I'm saying it was the verse of the year or anything like that. It, I've heard better freestyles from him, you so, know. But he's been in, you know, he's got other. His name been in the news a little bit more too. So uh, that's not all we wanted to talk about with Jay Z, Aki. Yeah. We also wanted to talk about him on some nonsense. On what's the app called? I think it was. Uh, damn, did I delete the app myself? It was the app where niggas got a whole bunch of niggas get in the room and all talk to each other. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny that that app was so big for such for a small amount of time. You had to get invited to it. And now I can't even find the app. Ain't, don't be using it, nothing. But anyways, he was on one of these apps, you know what I'm saying, uh, speaking, you know what I'm saying, not on video, but just audio-wise, and uh, started talking about black progress and what's holding it back and talking about uh, capitalism. So let's see what Jay-Z got to say, you know what I'm saying, impress, impress us with this verse, but then, you know what I'm saying, the position he's in, what is he actually saying uh, with that platform? You know, whether or not we look at him as a leader, you know, the effect 
you know, still there. So let's check it out. Uh, yeah, we're going we to play. Gonna stop. You know, it's the hip hop is young. We still, we still growing, and we're not falling for that technology. Whatever you know, this public puts out there now that you know before was the american dream pull yourself out of bootstraps and you can make yourself you can make it in america all these these lies that america told us our whole life um and then when we start getting it they try to lock us out of it they start inventing words like you know capitalists and you know things like that i mean you know we've been called nigger and monkeys and shit i don't care I don't, those words y'all come up with y'all got to come up with stronger words when i say y'all i'm not talking about you the words they come up with they got to come up with stronger words we're not gonna stop we're not gonna be tricked out of our position y'all locked us out y'all created a system that you know doesn't include us we said fine we went our alternate route we created this music we did our thing, you know, we hustled, we fucking killed ourselves to get to this space. So and just pause it real quick. I mean, this is a man that is now comparing nigga to being called a capitalist. And I think he, he he's able to use this radical or subversive aesthetic, you know what I'm saying? And people on Twitter are pointing this out. He's quick to reference uh, Fred Hampton or other radical figure. But I mean, his what was he just saying? He said we were kept out the system, and now once you get a seat at the table, they're trying to change things up. And and then he went talk about well, we 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 went our own way. Like nah, like hip hop might be have been birthed from a subversive alternative type spirit, but the way that you are are helping to run the hip hop industry ain't you know something alternative to the system. Let's talk real, like he. It's right there at underneath the the same old crooked white-led uh, uh, music industry, you ain't no s- subversive entity within that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You a, you a tool within that. You a pawn within that. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He came off, and the first thing he said is, is trick knowledge. You know, now, you threw out the word, hope you know the definition. You know, trick knowledge is knowledge or intelligence in a scheme used to control how a person thinks. It's artificial intelligence at its core. That's what it is. And capitalism was way around before trick knowledge. You know, Fred Hampton was doing his thing probably before you was born. And he was talking about anti-capitalism. You know what I'm saying? Malcolm lived and died before you was born and our leaders were screaming about anti-capitalism. Malcolm X said, show me a capitalist, I'll show you a bloodsucker. He said he saw capitalism as vampiristic. Yeah. You know, and uh, now Jay-Z's trying to hide behind this pseudo-radical aesthetic, you know what I'm saying? And saying, you know, them calling me a capitalist now that I'm being a pawn within the system. You know what I'm saying? Now that I'm one of these junior capitalists, you know what I'm saying? Now it's a problem. Because he he believed, because, you know, without, you know, actually engaging in that type of radical thought, you know what I'm saying? He he might actually believe, he does probably actually believe his participation in that system, you know what I'm saying, is a a step closer to freedom. Well, he, he got it twisted just like a lot of other people get it twisted. We learn a lot of this stuff, you know what I'm saying, studying, uh, true critical race theory you know um you moving around out here you're claiming you say 
Now, no, he didn't. He related. We relating it to himself. He did include himself in it. But he he all kept, he kept referencing black people. You know what I'm saying? Um, when we first observed capitalism, and we first analyzed capitalism, what we seen was that capitalism was exploitive to us. It was the actual we, our enslavement created the system. We are the food that fed capitalism that made it what it is here in America. You know what I'm saying? And we identified ourselves as such in relation to capitalism. We never wanted to become part of this capitalist structure. We just wanted to be treated fairly, allow us to build our own structure within it. He lost sight of that. He is an integrationist. You can talk, you can have all the knowledge stuff you want to, but if you're an integrationist, something is off with you in relation to that. Especially making reference to people like Fred Hampton. You scream Malcolm X and all that other shit too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the same person who said, "Ain't this ain't the time for pro- for protests anymore." You know, he said, "This is we're beyond the time of protest." You know, you know, so, so, but you're you can collaborate with capitalists. You know, like you have these court because now for him the way forward is these corporate partnerships. For uh, what a, a little for scraps, really. And it's the thing. See, if he was talking about creation and ownership, we might be able to talk. But ain't nothing you saying saying that. Those same people that you help make billionaires, they they're still to some extent. They don't own themselves. They still have to do what partner. And they, I guess they always assume that if, and if I partner with them, then that means I'm part owner in whatever this is. But then your share is normally the smaller share. Hey, I, I want to hear, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you curious about what the the role that Jay-Z plays in the power structure, the role that people like Jay-Z play in the power structure? Look at how his face, his image, his aesthetic as a hip-hop artist was used to sell the relocation of the Brooklyn Nets yeah. to a mainly non-white area of Brooklyn, displacing how many, however many hundreds, if not thousands of residents mm-hmm. to build that stadium there and, you know, quickened, heightened the, the level of gentrification in the area. Yeah. That ain't no benefit to black folk. A new stadium. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you put a hip-hop artist's face on it. It's easier to sell it to the residents there. And you don't even really own much into the team. You're a part oh, yeah. owner. Like, you know, we did this whole show on that at right. one point in time. So, you know, I mean, as I said before, just like I said with his freestyle, this isn't doesn't even come off uncommon to me with Jay-Z. He's always, to me, been that way. This is authentic Jay-Z. So this is about uh, another minute, you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll let the clip play till it's finished, you know what I'm saying, and then move on. So let's see what else you got to say. And you know, now it's like, you know, you know, eat the rich and the, you know, man, we're not stopping. So that evolution is, you know, from us, you know, we came from selling seven records and selling uh, records out our trunk and, you know, no radio play. 
I think reasonable doubt did thirty six thousand the first week or some something like that. I'm, I may be I may be uh, adding a little to it, you know. So, you know, we come from the I come from Marcy Projects. In my first house, six fifteen Lexington Avenue. My m- grandmother's house, seven families live. Like she has seven kids. Uh, my mother and you know my parents and siblings lived in that house my aunt Nisi lived in that house booty lived in that house butchie lived in the basement i mean this is one house i went back to that house i did an interview with oprah and and, and i couldn't believe how small this house was that all of us lived in that house so again that evolution that you speak of it's just real and it's happening in real time and i'm talking about it and um you know I'm, we're not going to stop and we're not going to stop talking about it they're not going to trick us out of it make us feel the shame to be successful in a place that you know um, set up a system for us to be dead at 21 um, but this system this is what Jay-Z I guess lack understanding in this system is set up to allow the tokens to shine brightly mm-hmm. to sedate everybody that ain't chosen to be no token this system mandates the losers to be there. Mm-hmm. And the losers are typically our communities. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, of course, you're going to have the breakout star, the, the ones that make it. But, you know, ultimately, your success, Jay-Z, in the system is not indi- does not indicate that this that building within the system and seeking that seat at the table seeking that that institutional type of success is a viable path for our people politically. That's where you're getting confused at. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, you're not, there's nothing innovative or revolutionary about what he's saying about our, you know, how we need to uh, change our relationship with this system. You know what I'm saying? He's not giving us no toolkit to build, to actually build outside of this capitalist system yeah. for something sustainable alter, that's alternative and black controlled, yeah. You know what I'm saying. That's not where that's not where his politics is leading towards yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going the opposite direction of this this corporatist type of uh, management, middle management. You know what I'm saying of the black community. You know, in partnership with white capital. Yeah. That uh, you know, we got to call out. So go ahead, Aki. I mean, you know, um, go back to what I said. I, he's always struck me as that type of person. Um, he's not talking no ownership. He's not talking control. He's not talking about... He's talking about trust our ownership and trust our control as yeah. this black elite. Yeah. And um, that's the thing, you know. I'm not against pe- black people with money. I'm not against black people with a lot of money. But I'm against black people that have earned their money. Or, or I should say this. I'm, I'm, I don't mess with black people who get money. You obviously know what this system is. But you're still trying to be a part of it. Understanding we got to live in the United States and things of that such nature. I'm not against black people doing business with whoever. I believe when we're an independent nation, we're going to have to do business with other nations that we may not trust. You know, um... But in that Dylan, we got our own system. And and, and our system, uh, you know, allows for the people to have a a decent way of life. Individual tokens mean nothing. Outliers mean nothing. 
How does the level, the base level of your group live? That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're all aspiring to be tokens, only a few of us can get there. People who make money like Jay-Z are less than 1%. You know what I'm saying? Literally, it's, it's damn dead billions of people on this planet. Almost 9 billion people on this damn planet. You know what I'm saying? He's a less than 1%. And that's amongst all people. Amongst all. And he's not a high one of those one percenters. There's some one percenters out there that top him. Mm-hmm. You got the Bill Gates and the Jeff Bezos and all of them. They on a whole different level. They like at 0.999.9%. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that right there. As aspiring for elitism in a system that you don't control. There you go, Aki. You it's no good. It. You said it, Aki. Let's uh let's skip around a little bit. Talk about Jackson, Mississippi. Word. So uh in Jackson, Mississippi, you know, similar to a story uh years old now in Flint, Michigan. The infrastructure concerning the water, the water infrastructure of the city yeah. failing. And eighty you know, this is a, a city that's eighty percent black and uh you know, still suffering from the consequences of white flight during integration. Yep. Where white people in the tax base, you know, leave the area, defund the area through their flight to the suburbs. Yeah. And uh you know, because of racism and you know and we we also seeing the effects of uh you know environmental racism too you know where you know black people are more positioned you know what I'm saying by the powers that be to feel the effects of uh environmental disaster yeah so cuz uh, back in i think they said it was december during a winter storm in 2021 yeah ever since then the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, has been saying that this has been at a critical emergency type of situation. Yeah. For years now, the governor, white man in a red state, right, uh, has refused to garner the funds necessary. The state has refused thus far to get the funds necessary to improve the water system. Yeah. Of such a populated city. Yeah. Uh, 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 urban center of a uh, of Mississippi, mm-hmm. so uh, we've seen a lot, Aki. You know what I'm saying? We've seen a lot. So I mean, uh, go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Go and respond to I guess the topic, and then we can get into some other stuff with it. I mean, you know, um, it's ironic. I was I, I I when I seen the um the story on Jackson, just so happened that um I was on YouTube. You know, looking up some, you know, news clips and stuff. And um, one of these little um, shows popped up on there where a guy just drives through states. And he drives through communities. And in that state, different towns and cities. And this guy was driving through the state of Mississippi. And, um, you know, as he's driving through the state of Mississippi, he's going through these places and he's telling the names of them. Um... And all of them increasingly poverty rate. Every city's poverty rate was damn near twenty to thirty percent. 
like literally you know this is black and white towns um of course she went through towns that had uh how can you say it double standards uh where you seen a split in the economics you know um but there were little to no industry there you know these towns damn dear look abandoned so then we let's jump to Jackson you know Jackson you got black mayor who has who has seems to be concerned about his town you know um you know we've learned a little bit about Jackson just in our dealings you know and uh, activism and knowing you know what they had to do to establish in that you know town what they did a good uh working and sound uh relationship with the people and it should be said that the mayor of jackson mississippi is chokeway antar lumumba yeah and his father initially was you know vaulted into power by a new african revolutionary organization in mxgm and napo yeah you know, through the people's assemblies that they organize and the intense work that they put in in the Jackson, Mississippi area, Malcolm X Grassroots Movement and NAPO and allies, you know, uh, you know, organize the political movement and social movement in Jackson, Mississippi to where, you know, Chokwell and Mumba and then now his son uh, are the mayor, you know, have the mayor office and you know, are influential in the city politics. You know, support they won through organizing on the ground, yeah, grassroots yeah. work. And, uh, you know, those are also the organizations, MXGM and Cooperation Jackson. Yeah. Kind of a, I, which I don't want to say a splinter organization uh, from an affiliate. But yeah, an affiliate organization active in the area that's, you know, also engaged in the People's Assembly and grassroots efforts there cooperation jackson is another organization if you're interested in uh donating any money or resources to the uh problem going on there now with the water supply those are good organizations to go through yeah but uh yeah i mean we're seeing a bad situation right now Mm -hmm. because of years of neglect yeah the legacy of racism Mm -hmm. and now it's affecting a city uh, a black city You know And uh, it, it deserves our attention And uh, all efforts should be made You know what I'm saying Immediately To uh, You know Get that water supply uh, Corrected and approved That infrastructure I You mean, know The way that they should have been doing And We watched a news report that, that asked a good question Why is it now That the state is finally Coming to the aid Of Jackson, Mississippi I mean, I'm going to keep it real. Like, we know why. You know what I'm saying? You're talking about a revolutionary organization that's been able to take some form of city power, um, but they didn't quite get state power yet. Um, Having political power don't equal resources. Yeah, that comes out the state, you know, the uh, the governor's office and things of that such nature. And, you know, um, we were just seeing something today where it was talking about how you haven't seen the mayor and the governor um, around each other in almost a year or two. Um, the reality is, is that 
that's an all-red state. And we know the history and the legacy of Mississippi. He ain't going to be cozying up and being friends with the son of a revolutionary nationalist. And one who definitely opposed him. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, I can definitely see the neglect there. But I would say, to jump back to what I said earlier, I've seen other places in that state, and the whole damn state is neglected. So... You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a that's a question of the governorship and that state off the rip. You know, so um, you know, do what you if you can help, please do. You know what I'm saying? Um But um that's a sad situation down there, you know. It's Flint number two. We already knew it was other Flints here in America. Um and you know, we our people in a first world country is living in a third world status. Going the right that we going, coming to a city near you. Yeah, 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 for real. You know, because uh, infrastructure is something that's been plaguing. A lot of things are crumbling in the United States. You know, um, we have not been putting forth um, much effort into rebuilding infrastructure, which could create jobs. Um, Definitely in that sense, you know, electrical systems are going out, things of that such nature. Drive through some of these towns and look at some of their telephone poles. But the problem is we have both major parties that are uh, wed to the whims of corporations yeah, and the, and the elite of society more mm-hmm. than they are the regular person. Yeah. You know, through lobbying, through, you know, all, all the mechanisms of control that the 1% have yeah you know what i'm saying lobbying wise within the media and furthermore you know what i'm saying and in that type of situation you know what i'm saying it's not a surprise that people more people are turning to extremist beliefs or revolutionary you know preferably revolutionary beliefs you know what i'm saying um so yeah i keep uh with all that being said you know let's keep it rolling uh you know the next topic we want to get into concerns Black Lives Matter, a sort of a ongoing update. Yeah. Uh, but also, there's an interesting, uh, you know, Pew. Uh, I can't even say the word. Pew. Pew Research Center. Uh, they did a, a big poll of Black Americans on certain uh, political issues. That's interesting to talk about. Uh, and one of them is mentioned in this LA Times article on Black Lives Matter. You know, that's kind of you know the origin of this update, right? So this L.A. Times article written by Erica Smith is very, I should say, apologetic to BLM, hmm. right? Hmm. Because now we have a situation where those black, those local Black Lives Matter organizations that have for years now uh, been calling out the national leadership for mismanagement, lack of transparency, mismanagement of funds, lack of transparency, you know, being too focused on elitism, corporate type of relationships, you know, and uh, not focused on graf- grassroots infrastructure. Yeah. You know, so we've seen over well over a dozen local Black Lives Matter organizations split away from the national organizing chapter, you know, write letters condemning the national leadership, mm-hmm. you know, all of which have went underreported by people that, you know, love to heap on praise for the so-called success of the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. And we have, I mean, part of the Pew Research Center, part of what they said they found was that uh, 65 percent 
or more of black Americans feel like uh, even with the increased intention paid to things like George Floyd or other instances of racial murder, things have not improved. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Even with increased attention. So, uh, you know, of course you see some lack of uh, interest or uh, uh, lack of belief, you know what I'm saying, that current solutions is working out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Key, I mean, basically this LA Times article is apologetic to the organization in, in a sense that its thesis is basically, oh, this is the cost of more transparency. And yeah. it sucks to see the BLM movement trying to be more transparent and getting in trouble for it, yeah. right? Or getting, you know what I'm saying, unjustly criticized is yeah. the tone of this article. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that, that that's because the LA Times is not really invested in the really high exactly. in the really highlighting the grassroots critique of this more of the the national leadership which you know is much more corporatist in this orientation than the grassroots i mean uh, i mean it, it, it's not untypical you know they bought mansions aki <laughs> million dollars to the boyfriends you know say million dollars <laughs> to, to the, the baby boy, daddy to the baby daddy for security to the boyfriend for for fucking landscaping and DJing type shit. You know what I'm saying? And mansions that only these niggas use. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And all of this for while... For hosting events. You know, it was all types of shit going on. I mean, I mean, let's just be real. You know what I'm saying? Their relation to the people is done. And it's been you done. Know, you know, um, and it's all... and it, Yeah, it's been done. Um... You know, September first, they filed a lawsuit. They got a lawsuit filed against them. Twenty six chapters, twenty six chapters filed a lawsuit against them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, against Black Law, Black Life Global. You know what I'm saying? Which is the national leadership? Yeah, the national leadership now. So you know what I'm saying? It specifically highlighted one person. Well, it specifically highlighted by name one person. You know what I'm saying? But it's just showing us further, you know what I'm saying, how, you know, this was something that was, this was a money grab, you know, that that they, they took a movement, that something that could have been a, it, it is a legitimate movement because you still got people out there on the ground. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they trying to figure out where this money at and while we out here struggling, trying to establish networks and just the basic thing that we were talking about, we got the funds to do it. Why it ain't being done? Why we can't get the money to get this shit done? Well, it's a hard thing for the media to manage, ain't it? Yeah. Because you can't find no successes of Black Lives Matter, the global network, that black Americans can apparently realize. Yeah, there Or you pick go. out. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So they want to celebrate the brand of BLM politics, you know, uh, behind the curtains. They want to do it because it's ineffective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, of course, they got to speak in all this flowery feelings type of, you know what I'm saying, non-material language, you know what I'm saying, to speak about the success of BLM. Yeah. And, and, and it's based around recognition. And it's based around be, having seats at the table. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, and representation. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's what the conversation... They want to, you know, focus the conversation of BLM success around, yeah. which is all corporatist type of integrationist type of language, not the type of separatist, self-deterministic language that emanated from the Black Power movement and, you know, the revolutionary, you know, uh, socialists that were there. 
You know. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, it's easy for a Jay-Z or an Alicia Garza or one of these other figures, you know what I'm saying, to appropriate that actual revolutionary aesthetic, you know what I'm saying, to find some type of solace in, you know what I'm saying, the the little relationship See, they got with, this the, is the with, with, with white power. This is something people forget about capitalism, right? That capitalism is willing to sell anything. Even liberation and revolution. Because, hey, you can be all about that. Just let me sell your red, black, and green flags. Let me make your red, black, and green flags. Let me make your Kwanzaa candles. Let me make your African dolls and statues and shit like that. Capitalism is when they'll sell anything. And if they'll sell anything, they sell it because they know somebody's willing to buy it. They exploit the needs of the people. You know what I'm saying? And so even in the movement, you know, where we get, we garner millions. Like, I think about, like, Garvey probably got in the millions in that day with money. Meaning if if we equated his money, that the money that the UNIA was pulling in mm-hmm. to do and build its projects, mm-hmm. it would probably be in the millions. But shit got done. You can't point at no sustained projects rooted in the black community that are serving the the needs of the black community as picked out by the black community. Yeah. You know, there, there's some short-term re-education yeah. type shit going on, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Or short, short-term short funding of, you know, this or that identity-based type black, uh, black organization. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh... As far as the type of revolutionary infrastructure yeah. of a black community akin to what the Black Panthers uh, attempted to do, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Or or really other organizations, you know, as well. Uh, possibilities with the amount of money that they pulled in was endless. But, you know, we now, I mean, we, we got to understand why. Why did the millions flow in from these white philanthropists? You know? you know what I'm saying? It's funny because this LA Times article talks about, oh, it was only two years ago where Black Lives Matter seemed unstoppable. <laughs> they really, like, e- every other year they try to make BLM sound like a younger organization than it is. Yeah. Oh, these people, like, like no, this shit go back to 2015. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We talking about seven, eight years in the game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of money unaccounted for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's why it's a motherfucking conspiracy. These motherfuckers really protecting each other. Hey, man. As far got- as how, the, how this shit is reported on. I mean, Erica Smith ends it, the article saying, so more than anything, I'm sad about what's happening to Black Lives Matter. Sad that this is apparently the cost of transparency. How disconnected of a statement and disorientation really is this author and article? Did from, you, the, did she, did from, she, from the actual struggle They saying where the money at And why it ain't trickled down to us Right Why it ain't trickled down to the grassroots organizers And chapters that's doing the work Why y'all spending it on mansions And you know for mental health getaways Why, why you ain't donating money to the mental health In those communities Donate the money to the chapters So they can initiate mental health programs Develop a national mental health program that can be used by each chapter and then devy the money out to organize that to the chapters. For the leaders they claim to be, the leaders of the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation, they've really shirked on their responsibilities 
given the the type of leaders that they try to describe themselves to be and how they try to talk about the movement they started in relation to previous movements and how you know what I'm saying I, I there was a, a leader a local leader of Black Lives Matter who told me straight up BLM is the most revolutionary organization since the Black Panthers. What the hell? You know what I'm saying? And uh you know, this is why we gotta we gotta really call it out. You know, black uh identity politics is a trip. <laughs> because that's that's also part of the reason why this critique is not landing as hard as it should in the media. You, and now imagine if it was three niggas, Aki. Oh, nigga, we who be- started the organization in which now 26 grassroots chapters who's doing the local grassroots work yeah 26 of those chapters around the nation is condemning and now suing you know what i'm saying the leadership because of mismanagement lack of transparency and if it was some niggas some black men be over we be home imagine the level of condemnation that you would see even other black leftists yeah. Black nationalists, new African organizations. Mm-hmm. The loudness of that critique would be loud enough to shake something up more than this little murmur. You know what I'm saying? While a lot of these so-called radical organizations is still trying to get a little bit of money from the gravy train. You know. You know what I'm saying? Through the, the movement for Black Lives Matter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's why the critique is so blunted because a lot of these motherfuckers are still waiting with their hands out on the gravy train, hoping to uh, get some uh, change. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can't be loud and right, you know what I'm saying, and still, <laughs> and still expect, you know what I'm saying, a friendly relationship with that white money. To get and get get a chance to put your hand in the tides boat. You can't be loud and right and expect an easy relationship with that white money. You know, yeah, got a point there. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's the it's the pro, it's the product of uh, get along to get along. Yeah. So you know, with that being said, I mean. Check out more of the, you know, I think maybe in future weeks we look at maybe we can look at more of that Pew research. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And maybe mine that for some more conversations. Mm-hmm. We haven't really got a chance to look at it yet. Yeah. But uh It got a couple of other breakdowns to it. I skimmed through it a little bit. Yeah, but we can really dive into it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And have a you know a segment on that. Yeah. So uh look out for that next week, y'all. We're gonna uh leave it there. Uh, you know, with these, you know, updates that we gave y'all. So uh, you know, any uh, last words, Aki? Uh, nah, Aki. You know what I'm saying? Um, thank you for joining us. Episode 60. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we'll be back soon to get you episode 61. You know, of course, flaming, trying to keep you in tune with what's going on out here and what's going on with us. And um, stay safe and stay alive. Yeah. Peace. Peace.